0: the LexisNexis Emerging Issues Law Community presents your Privacy Week in Review.
1: This is Lisa Thomas at Winston & Strawn with another Privacy Week in Review. Here's my top tip of the week for the first week of November 2012. But first, as always, a lawyerly disclaimer. These are tips. They're not intended to be, nor should they substitute, for legal advice which turns on specific facts. So what's the tip? This week, my tip is, don't forget to get written, signed consent if you want to send pre-recorded telemarketing calls. Where does this reminder come from? Well, the FTC recently announced that it received a temporary restraining order against five different robocalling operations that tricked consumers out of thousands of dollars, according to the FTC, by making false claims that they could reduce credit card interest rates in return for a fee. The calls came from Rachel, from Cardholder Services, and were definitely too good to be true. In addition to alleging deceptive acts in violation of the FTC Act, the FTC and its actions against these companies also alleged that they violated the telemarketing sales rule. Most of you listening to this probably wouldn't face similar allegations of deception, but you might find yourself in a pickle about pre-recorded calls. What should you do to avoid a similar fate? Under the telemarketing sales rule, companies cannot make outbound calls that deliver a pre-recorded marketing message without the call recipient's prior signed written consent to receive such calls. Consents can be provided electronically, but it's not easy. To be valid, the request for consent must contain a clear and conspicuous disclosure that the purpose of the consent is to authorize the seller to place a pre-recorded marketing call to the person. Second, the consent cannot require directly or indirectly that the agreement be executed or the consent, that is, be executed as a condition of purchasing any goods or services. It needs to demonstrate the willingness of the recipient to receive the calls that deliver a prerecorded message. And finally, the consent should include the person's phone number and signature. Once you've got consent, you need to keep in mind that certain procedural requirements apply for making the calls. Of particular note is that there has to be an automated method for opting out of future marketing calls within the call itself. There's other rules that apply. There's other laws that apply to telemarketing as well. But these initial tips should get you going in the right direction. More information about these new developments and other recent cases can be found on our website at www.winston.com slash privacylawcorner. Tune in next week for my next privacy tip of
0: the week. Lisa Thomas is a partner at Winston and Strawn's Chicago office and focuses her practice on the cutting-edge convergence of privacy and advertising law. The opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Reed Elsevier Incorporated, LexisNexis, employees, or customers, and do not represent legal advice. Privacy Week in Review, a LexisNexis Emerging Issues Law Community Podcast. Copyright 2012 by LexisNexis, a division of Reed Elsevier Incorporated, all rights reserved.